This is Binod Shankar. You're listening to the Real Finance Mentor podcast from the realfinancementor.com. The Real Finance Mentor is your go-to resource for insight and inspiration on careers in finance, CFA, and more. Now, you think why this podcast? Well, my goal is to deliver insight and inspiration for your finance career by making it one relatable. This is not theoretical stuff. We zero in on the critical, practical issues. Number two, authentic. No bullshit. No sidestepping. The topics, guests, and questions are all from that perspective. And number three, take a charge account and CFA charter holder. Add 17 plus years as a corporate warrior. Mix in 10 years of entrepreneurship. Throw in a decade of full-time CFA training. Add speaking, mentoring, cycling, and mountaineering. And that's me. Welcome to the Real Finance Mentor, or as I call it, RFM. Normally, I invite practitioners, soft skills experts, CFA charter holders to be on the show. Today, I made an exception because we have uh, two exceptional uh, interviewees or guests on my show. And uh, the reason why they're exceptional is because uh, they were part of a team that recently won the UAE uh, Investment Research Challenge and even made it past the semifinals of the EMEA Investment Research Challenge. So they're going to share their experience, their learnings, uh, college life, uh, dreams, hopes, wishes, uh, and things like that, right? So welcome to the show, Alan, Matthew, and uh, Priyanka Awadramani. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here. Exciting for you, right? I mean, uh, having won the uh, local research challenge, uh, beating out uh, five other teams, and then making it past the EMEA semifinals as well. So very well done. And uh, I'm going to ask you quite a few things based on your journey, right? So yeah. well, of course, uh, both of you are um, fresh graduates of Middlesex University, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not common to see university graduates or finally students signing up for the challenge. So tell me why you signed up for the challenge. Um, so honestly speaking, uh, signing up with, for this challenge was actually a big step for me. So in my school days, I used to not take part in competitions and I used to be like very fearful about all these things. But when I stepped into university, um, my, I remember my senior telling me something that struck me really hard. He was like, in uh, three years time from now, we all are going to graduate and we're all going to graduate with the same degree. So what makes us stand out from the crowd? And honestly speaking, that struck me hard. And it's these competitions that give us the practical exposure ultimately. So I started participating in competitions at university level. And this was the biggest competition I've signed up for. Uh, so initially, I was actually a bit skeptical, uh, but honestly, a big thank you to my lecturer, who was also the mentor for our competition. She encouraged us to participate in the competition, and she was the one who saw the capability in me. So, so why the skepticism, Priyanka? What, 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 was, what was running through your mind when, when you heard about the challenge? Uh, no, honestly, I, I'm very scared when it comes to public speaking. Uh, but I've, I, I think after participating in this competition, I've, incru I've improved quite a lot. But earlier, I used to be very scared of some failure or like the, the, the fear that I would end up, you know, getting embarrassed if I don't do well or someone will, might judge me. So it's, it's like I used to be like, it's better. I just stay away from all these things. Right. Interesting that, you know, you mentioned uh, what your senior said about graduating the same degree and that yeah. something to stand out. So 
yeah. that's quite interesting because most graduates don't think about that. They just are very excited about graduation. So it's quite mature of you to have thought about that uh, particular issue because that's true. There are floods of uh, college graduates out there. Uh, and, and yeah. Not, right. So what about you, Alan? What was your, uh, what do you call, rationale for signing up for this uh, <laughs> what a beast of a challenge? Okay. So I have a small story behind it. So to begin with, I was an average student in school. I was one of those students who would like always have fun and pass my exams without too much hustle. And that attitude got carried into my first year of university as well. Like I was pretty chill about my career and I spent a lot of time playing video games and just proclaimed that I wanted to see CFA. So, so I'm just curious, what, what kind of video games were you spending your time on? <laughs> Uh, so I play a lot of uh, online games. I okay. used to play a lot of online games. So it's okay. pretty addictive. Once you play one, it's you get hooked onto it, and it yeah, just I've keeps. Heard. Sorry, go on. Yeah. yeah, and then in my second year of university, I was assigned this coursework of analyzing a listed company, and to my surprise, I was really interested in doing it. And my teacher at that time, Miss Rashita, who was also the mentor for this challenge made me realize that there is so much more I can do if I just focused on my strengths. So, so, let me ask you, so this is interesting. So why were you so keen about doing analysis of illicit company? I mean, this is not exactly every college uh, student's dream uh, assignment, right? Yeah, why that's true. I want to dig into that. Why do you think that was interesting for you? So when I started doing it, like uh, a lot of it, uh, see, uh, it was, a, you, it was a team, it was supposed to be a team of four. And then I had only three people in my team. But, uh, and, a lot, and the company we had was quite big. So that like me being me, I just found it way more challenging. I was more, I didn't get demotivated by it. So naturally I had, uh, I had uh, this feel to go and, you know, keep digging and exploring more. And the more I went into it, the more interested I got in it. And then I made sure I gave my best and, you know, like I'd never let uh, people tell me that, okay, I can't do it because it's a big company. And that's what drove me to give my best. And then one year later, the research challenge was announced in the university. And I was more interested in it than actually completing my degree because I did this before on a smaller scale. And uh, it was a bit impulsive, I'd say, given the fact that I was in my third year. But I really, really wanted to do something that I can call an achievement beyond my academics. And mm -hmm. I couldn't find a better way to do it. And I thought it would be really worthwhile. And it was indeed a fantastic opportunity to step outside my comfort zone and learn, given that I was in my third year and I had to balance everything. So yeah, that so, was my... So I'm going to talk about... Uh, I'm going to talk about what are the challenges and what you learned, right, uh, along the way. Yeah. But this is a massive, uh, this is a massive project. So the, I mean, it, it's what four to five months long. Uh, there is research to be done, financial modeling, presentations to be prepared, uh, coordination among teams to be done. Uh, and of course, then you have your academics and you know, the exams, final year exams happening. Yeah. So I'm just curious, uh, how did you plan and implement the project? Uh, so honestly, uh, we began planning the project um, on the day of the kickoff event. Uh, we, when we came there, we saw like around eight other universities and uh, we, we saw them all geared up and they were like all confident. And it's, it looked like as if that was the competition day and uh, we could just feel the competition in the air. So it was 
it was overwhelming but the ambience was the thing that made us want to do our best from day one so um i, I remember really, when you came for that session everyone was looking very quiet and very <laughs> bit stressed out <laughs> Yeah, honestly, it was especially uh, for us because, uh, like I said, we never used to. All of us were people who never really participated in competitions in university, and this was like the first major competition. And we were under the impression that other students who have come there have already participated in big things. We are the only small ones out there, mm -hmm. so that kind of was intimidating, I would say. But honestly speaking, uh, it was also in a way it pushed us to give our best. so we started working from that day itself and then we had the field uh, field trip day so we started seeing uh, what we have to do we started understanding more and more and then we what we decided was that we would assign roles to every team member and um, this way our work would be clearly defined so we could clearly concentrate on the work we are given so our team members who were claudia and zenab they for example they took the role of a valuation and financial analyst and alan and i were doing uh, the roles of economist and the market analyst so this way we coordinated our work and we ensured that um, we have a theme to our work basically and uh, whatever numbers that we present they have a story behind it which ultimately supports our recommendation so it was a clear strategy so 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 question here so what uh, briefly how, how did you decide these roles i mean it sounds very interesting economist market analyst and valuation what was the thinking behind that uh so the thing is our teacher suggested us based on mm -hmm. our strengths and weaknesses but we also mutually coordinated what could suit us the best alan like he said he was always good with market analysis because i remember when he was doing this um, university um uh, course work i remember like a teacher even joked to him saying that you know you can actually be a cfa right. because he he was so detailed with his work so he's very good with that when it comes to numbers claudia is pretty good with numbers and zenab and i just simply said which part we should take so we accordingly settled in our parts so basically that's that's a good idea right identify the strengths of each team member and then allocate work uh, accordingly right that that's that's a yeah. fantastic idea uh so once these roles were assigned the next step was to really understand the company we are dealing with so we looked at the annual reports uh, for almost like 10 years and we tried to understand how the company operates what are the key growth drivers and how they have been responding to competition and changes in the past years and that really helped us get familiar with the company and the industry and all sorts of these uh, specific terminology so that really helped us get a better grip on the latest updates as and when they came and eventually we got really engrossed with the research and it became a part of our daily lives really quickly and i remember my early mornings during the research challenge before i could even brush my teeth i would be on my phone looking for the latest updates mm -hmm. and it reached a point where i didn't even have to look at my phone anymore it would notify me on its own uh yeah. and like you know and this that's how the work went like whatever uh information we would get we would put it in together and end of the day it's really about how effectively you can work as a unit and contribute towards connecting all these dots that is the industry the company and the economy to see the big picture and create a story to support your evaluation so that's how we went about it interesting because yes i'm the company that you analyzed i think was dp world uh which is a listed company in the uae and i i remember the site visit and the subsequent interactions the company management of course was quite uh, uh, what you responsive and quite cooperative especially the investigations team i must commend them for that 
but still you know it's a complex company it's a large uh, company with uh, global operations multiple businesses and facing certain challenges um, as you will refer to later but yeah. what are the challenges that you guys faced uh, in terms of basically running this uh, whole challenge project presentation and how did you crack this so honestly there were many challenges that we faced um, mm-hmm. and if i could just summarize them all so i just say that life is full of surprises and challenges and some challenges are known and uh, we need to be prepared for them in advance while some challenges are unknown so all you can do is like you can keep backup for these sort of uh, surprises that come up in the way so given the fact we were juggling this along with our um, university and we are in our final years we had to strike a balance between these and all of our members we were we we had never worked together or uh, in fact even our schedules were different so we had to we had to find out a way to you know come and meet together it, even if it meant you know staying in uni late or even coming during our winter holidays to university to just um, discuss this work mm-hmm. but most importantly we had to be ready for surprises uh, from technical glitches on submission days to family emergencies we faced them all literally and we had to find a backup plan for all of these the major surprise bombs uh, i think you might remember is the one is the current situation of coronavirus but other thing was our listed company was no more listed it it got delisted so that was another big thing that, that, that's, a real that's a real surprise bomb yeah there was a <laughs> big surprise bomb <laughs> company that you are analyzing it delisted <laughs> yeah exactly and the whole point of this uh, research challenge was to analyze a listed company so yeah so it impacted our research and we had to you know we had to keep room for these surprises if we wanted to stay ahead in the game so uh, that was a big challenge but and especially with the current situation of coronavirus even in fact our uh, virtual i mean our stage event was cancelled and it was moved to all virtual presentations so that was that was a little difficult for us because um, stage events kind of give us a leeway to express ourselves uh, through our body languages while talking but when it comes to virtual platforms these this flexibility is kind of reduced so we had to ensure that you know a months long research work is like uh, presented in 10 minutes dot in the best way we can and it shouldn't sound robotic or something so there was a big challenge yeah i remember you guys uh, the, the finals right the uae finals you did quite well in the presentation i think it, it was all the result of uh, constant practicing and seamless coordination that that made that uh, that made that happen yeah yeah we practiced a lot we used to make scripts we would scrap it off make new set of scripts we we practiced a lot for our uae finals uh okay i want to mention one very interesting challenge that we realized during the kickoff event so binod you might remember on stage you said uh, i'm sure you all know equity valuation but we will g- we'll be just brushing up the basics and we just looked at each other and giggled because uh, we didn't know anything about equity valuation well that that was a surprise because <laughs> you say that because i thought if you are you know you know in an accounting slash finance uh, degree you know 3 or 4 yeah. years you would have had some basics of equity valuation so that's that was that was my assumption when i walked on to stage right but so you go on yeah yeah i mean uh, we were more we were studying more of accountancy and in the third year we just began with finance like uh in second year we studied derivatives and all that but we hadn't had a background for equity valuation but uh, now that we think about it not knowing equity valuation was probably one of the best things about this competition because it only made us more willing to bridge that gap and we spent countless days and nights like trying to incorporate things the right way and getting things right because i remember the first time 
Claudia, our valuation expert, did the valuation. There was an upside of over 200%. And we wow. all laughed. <laughs> That's like, yeah. like the investment opportunity of the century, right? <laughs> yeah, and we all laughed. But we were really happy because uh, in such a short time, she did a good job understanding valuation. And we got it right eventually. And another challenge, like you said, was the company in itself. DP World was extremely challenging. And during the time we were working on it, they were in a transitioning phase. So almost every week, we would see major announcements that we had to include. And towards the end, I think we included almost 10 major announcements, including mergers and new projects and everything. And uh, even, the, even the port industry and their major markets were going through a lot of changes. So we had to decide on how optimistic we want to be with our valuation and what kind of growth rates we want to use because that is very critical. And so staying up to date and incorporating all these changes on time was the only way out because we knew that if we didn't, we'd lose competitiveness and the, it, the journey won't, won't be long for us. So yeah, that's that's so, a challenge. But yeah. it's actually quite uh, quite useful, uh, and I'm I'm sure that's the next question I'm going to ask you. But I want to make a point here about the fact that a lot of university uh, learning is not exactly linked to real life, right? A lot of it is academic, and of course yeah. that academics serves a purpose. But you don't go too much into modeling or valuations or presentations, right? And yeah. and so I think this was a as close you can get to the real life as possible, where if you are an analyst working for an investment bank, or, or you know, you'd be analyzing a company, and the situation would be dynamic. Things would be changing. Yeah. There would be new yeah. announcements yeah. every now and then. Uh, you would have to rejig your presentation and change your financial model. So I think uh, it was good that it happened in retrospect. Probably at the point it happened, you were not very exactly happy bunnies, <laughs> but uh, yeah. <laughs> probably ended out, yeah. So, yeah. of course, which brings me, of course, to the next question. Uh, like I said, this is a learning experience, and you mentioned earlier it was a fantastic learning experience. Mm -hmm. But if I asked you, what are the top three things you learned? And equally or more importantly, how will you think this will help you in career and in life after, after college? So, like I'd mentioned earlier, I had never really participated in stage competitions during my school life. So, apart from academic scores, I never really had any practical skills on my CV. So, eventually I realized that my CV needs some work. But then I realized, no, it's not my CV that needs work. That's, it's me who needs some work. I need to build my skills. And, and once I started doing that, my CV automatically started getting better. So, and especially like you said, it's a, like a notion that accounting and finance students, they are, they are good with bookish knowledge and they, they, they lack the ability to see a bigger picture and they are not very good with communication because that's not what's taught in university and all. But taking part in competitions like these, like the CFA Research Challenge, they helped me build these technical and soft skills where we require, which we require in our professional or personal lives. Um, it helps you boost your confidence and teaches you to uh, network in that successful career. So in future, like for example, we may be put into random teams uh, where we have to where people come from various backgrounds and we will have conflicts of opinions and you know competitions like this if we start taking part in this from now we will learn to you know um, resolve these conflicts in fact like like i told you earlier we had not really participated um, 
uh, all four of us in any of these um, courseworks together. This was our first competition where we had participated. So we did have um, conflicts, but then we also learned how to resolve them. And then we had like good times with each other. But overall, it was, uh, I say that it was like all nice. It was all rosy. It was hectic and stressful. But this is what it taught us. It taught us to work hard and we, we learned to stay determined until the end. Okay, so I, I sense some, I, I heard the word conflict, so I want to dig a little bit into it. Uh, because you and I worked with, before with each other, the four of you, you all knew uh, each other. Uh, yeah. Different classes, different schedules, different temperaments, yeah. different personalities. So briefly, what conflicts did you have? And be completely open about it. Right? I want to hear some masala here. Yeah, so even though we had not worked with each other, but like you could group us as friends. So Alan and I are good friends and Claudia and Zainab are good friends. So earlier when we had conflicts, we would we would not really be open about it, thinking that what if the other person feels bad? We wouldn't really be vocal about it. But yeah. eventually we learned that if we are not vocal about it, then we it's we who are losing out and ultimately we as team lose. So we started opening up about it and um, there were conflicts like, for example, say timings and like for me, it's I have to come back home on time because my mom is not really a fan of me getting home late. So but while other members are okay with staying in uni late. So this was one like one example, I would be scared to tell them, no, I cannot stay in uni late because what if what if they think something bad about me that I'm not interested in it or something. But eventually we had to understand each other. Yeah, uh, like Priyanka rightly said, uh, it was mostly the experiences that taught us a lot of things. And, uh, and it was amazing because a lot of these things we wouldn't have been, we wouldn't be aware of until we started working. And, but even from a technical standpoint, uh, we got a great understanding on how to analyze a company, how the economy works and how it can impact an industry and how it can affect a company's performance and how to translate that into numbers. We might have learned these things in isolation before, but to connect it and see the big picture was something we would have never done in school or university. So, and also it gave us a mindset to always ask a why when we hear something new. And I feel that is something that mindset is really important, regardless of the careers you want to pursue, because you, we are now very, very willing to learn more. So I felt that way it helped us a lot okay now that you know the challenge is over um, you have made the final presentation the uae you guys made it past the emea semifinals you made the emea finals actually so it's it's pretty much the journey is over now you're looking back right i mean the, the journey started in what uh, november 2019 uh, now we are in what uh, uh, may 2020 now you're looking back in hindsight what would you have done differently and why? I ask because I'm sure there are areas which you could you think now that you know you could have improved on, right? That could have done better. Yeah. Uh, so honestly, from your point of view, looking back, what do you think? So honestly, I'm a very panicky person. And I think even in my team, uh, we had Claudia who was very panicky. So if we could do it all over again, we would try to calm ourselves down. Because the thing is, panic and Panic just makes you feel more stressed and ultimately less productive. And we learned that the hard way. In fact, it could be clearly reflected in EMEA finals. Yeah, but you guys didn't look panicky when I saw you in the finals. I mean, Claudia looked as cool as ice and, and you looked straight faced and like poker faced, right? I mean, so maybe deep inside underneath. Eventually we mastered that skill, at least to not show it. Yeah. Yeah. 
eventually we didn't master the skill to not show it on your faces earlier if you would have met us you could see us on the kick off day it was reflected yeah. on our faces so at least this is something we learned ultimately so yeah so if um, because the thing is you're going to be working on this uh, project for like around 4 to 5 months as you had mentioned so it gets frustrating uh, because the number of edits you'll have to do to you know deliver that one final piece of work and there'll be many critical comments from all of your mentors will be having a industry mentor your actual mentor so i mean yeah so how how was the comments from your from your mentor and and you mentioned something about you know uh, tough comments made by the mentor and all those things so what was that about yeah those comments will make you cry so there are many comments you uh, you try to give your best uh, and then you go all happy to your mentors thinking okay they might appreciate you but maybe that's not what they want because uh, like you we might be beating around the bush this is not the entire point of the research competition because it takes some time for you also to learn what exactly is it so earlier in that stage you might find it a little demotivating but actually if you go and revisit your own script i mean your own uh, report you'll be like okay actually i had written crap in my report right. so that uh, these these comments will actually be very uh, very disappointing mm. so and uh, especially if you're hunting for so much information you know to give your best so it's all going to just make you stressful so in mm. all this all you need to do is to stay calm which is i think easy to say and difficult to apply sort of right. thing but yeah. uh, that is the uh, key to give the best in this competition and like uh, alan had mentioned that you have to have a questioning mindset from right from the beginning and this is one mistake that we made uh, in our emea finals i'm not saying we didn't have a questioning mindset we did have but we were just hesitant to ask questions to our mentors and that actually cost us a lot um, so mm. honestly one thing that don't shy away from asking questions in fact what we learned was even our mentors were learning along with us so it's not a big deal so we should ask questions yeah i mean i always tell people because i mean the 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 research challenge is not just about presentation because there's a q and a session right at um, yeah. after you make your presentation to the judges and they will ask you all sorts of uh, tough questions relating to the your presentation and the company and the business yeah very important to you know uh, sort of challenge yourself and i know of course you are fine year uh, degree students you know and you're quite young and you know dealing with senior finance professionals like an industry mentor can be quite intimidating to put it mildly yeah right? it is yeah what's a good experience you know so now now you know that you should challenge and you can challenge right uh, yeah senior people and that's how you learn yeah and you shouldn't be hesitant because sometimes we were under the impression okay fine they are great whatever they tell us we should just accept and we should not question them much but that's not the right attitude because ultimately we are the one on the stage answering the questions so we need to know why to literally everything what we do there absolutely absolutely uh so what i would say is uh what we could change was the way we updated the report and the presentation as we progressed so once you reach the regional semis and the finals you have such a short time frame to accommodate changes and since you're allowed to change as much as you want in these changes it's really tempting to try and accommodate everything so there were a lot of things that we included especially the delisting and the corona virus we included that uh, like you know most of it after the uh, locals so during the semis and the finals but what happened was we didn't have time to work on a solid reasoning and that muddled our five months of hard work i mean if i remember correctly alan the time gap between the results of the uh, what do you call uh, semis being announced and uh, what do you call uh, 
the time gap is very little, right? Five days or something less than less than a week you had to prepare. Yeah, yeah, very less time, and it's it's very. They say that you can make as many changes as you want, but you need to work smartly to make the mm. best of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that caused us to stumble in EMEA finals because in these stages your confidence matters as much as your content, and it's very likely the judges won't know much about your company. True. So you have to work hard on sounding more convincing and conveying the essence of your company in ten minutes. And we were pretty wobbly there because we tried to fit in a lot in a short time. And uh, so, to any future contestant, I'd say you need to judge uh, whether it's worth making those changes. Because if it isn't worth it, it's best to stick to what you've already done. So yeah. And I, I think uh, yeah, I think exactly you nailed it, Alan. I think one area of improvement could have been uh, asking yourself more questions or asking someone to challenge you before you went to yes, the sure. as a rehearsal, right? Like a dress rehearsal. What could go wrong? What questions could be asked? Um, and that's a very good way of preparing for any presentation, right? Not just research challenge. Uh, and saying, yeah, and and once, and I found personally that once you are prepared, you know, before you go on TV, live TV or whatever, once you know your subject matter inside out. Um, and you don't know what you don't know, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. and you suddenly have this confidence, right? That, you know what, yeah. if I don't know it, I'll tell you, but what I should know, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And yeah, it was something we could have really improved on, but we recommend uh, future participants to keep it in mind. Yeah. I mean, like, like you said, uh, you guys said very clearly, right? This is a learning, this is a learning journey. It, it's, yeah. it's it's not a journey of perfection or excellence or anything like that. You're, you're learning, and honestly speaking, I'm frankly envious. I'm bloody envious. You know why? Because <laughs> at your age, at your age, I did not even come close to such opportunities in my life. Uh, yeah. So the fact that you are, you know, uh, in this university research challenge, public company analysis, dealing with industry yeah. members, uh, evokes mixed feelings in me of envy and admiration. <laughs> 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 We take that as a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So now that you no know, uh, putting behind the college, now that you you have graduated and you know you have done the research challenge, you know two boxes ticked. Um, I'm sure you're thinking forward, right? So in terms of what is life after college, what is career, etc. So so what what are your career plans? Tell me a little bit more about what you have in mind. So now that we like you said almost graduated from university, um, the next step is going to be like we'll pursue a professional qualification. And honestly speaking, I'm still confused about that. Um, so I have good numerical skills, and uh, after this competition, I'm much more interested in finance as well. But uh, but the thing is, I've also done internships, which were more in accounting and auditing fields. So I'm still confused if I should go for say CFA or CA, and there are like so many options right in front of you. But at least uh, I think uh, I saw your recent webinar, and it was very good. So at least I got to know uh, like some deep insights about the. The careers that you have within finance, mm. so I'm mm. actually even considering those. Mm. But on the uh, but overall, I'm doing my bit of research in short to see what interests me the most and what fits my ability uh, because that's going to be my ultimate final decision. Uh, so and also apart from this, like usually at this time um, we have our summer vacations, so I usually mm. do internships. But with the current scenario, you cannot do all these internships because no. there are many of them are being cancelled. So I'm trying to look for the remote ones. But even otherwise, um, I'm trying to actually try to build my skill set, like I had mentioned earlier as well. Um, 
and like right now if you open your linkedin you will be bombarded with all these uh, online courses right. so i'm just seeing which one is the best for me which is best for my career and which fills those gaps i've been talking about for so long ultimately looks good on my cv as well not just for the sake of doing it yeah i mean i, I as a very good point priyanka because it's good to take your time to think about and decide what qualifications you want to pursue post college right um yeah. because there's always a pressure you know do ca do acca do cfa because everyone else is doing it there's a strong pressure peer pressure to do it um but although i'm a chartered accountant i'm a cfa charter holder i wouldn't advocate you go either way unless you're sure that that's the career you want to pursue that's what you're good yeah. at that's what you'd like to do but you wouldn't know whether you're good at something or whether you'd like something unless you try it uh in terms of getting some work experience under your belt right so yeah maybe maybe internships and you know trying out a few jobs uh before jumping into a qualification is the way to go you know yeah and honestly like uh, like you said even these competitions and internships are like you know just kind of stimulations of real mm-hmm. life so you can just try them out for time being and if if you feel that you're not actually interested in it you'll just stop you know thinking about that and rather go and search for something new that you could go for uh so for me as of now i'm not 100% sure as to what the path is that i want to choose i have a couple of interesting options that i'm considering maybe investment banking or asset management but right now even the conditions are pretty volatile so it's yeah. hard to decide what to do but nevertheless i feel the next step for me would be to pursue my cfa and i found that to be like appropriate because it covers most of the relevant uh, aspects required for both the fields mm. and hopefully i find the right job opportunity to to you know develop more of my skills and of course even after my cfa i'd love to continue learning mm-hmm. but that depends on what i do today so right. for now my aim is to start with a cfa right yeah. fantastic so you you got have plans i mean uh, it's good that you're not 100% sure alan <laughs> about what 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 you want yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would be a bit skeptical if you told me I know exactly what I want to do. Uh, yeah. Most people are not like Steve Jobs, who knew at the age of eighteen that he would want to do this for the rest of his life, right? So yeah. yeah. Good to explore stuff, right? Um, so, so college done. Like I said, the challenge done. Um, and now, of course, lockdown, right? Uh, this, yeah. This, this tiny organism called the coronavirus has now got us all sitting in our homes, uh, not venturing out. um and yeah. of course summer is going to come in soon and it's going to be some idle time right um on your hands yeah. um before you start your next job or the next qualification so i'm just curious um uh, since you guys are very diligent and quite focused and and you know um quite have a strong work ethic i'm sure you're working on yourself in some way so i'm curious what are you working on yourself right now so like actually to be honest because of this competition and even otherwise we have been little uh, it's been hectic for us for past one year so mm-hmm. right now i'm not overworking myself i'm just trying to take some break and try to relax and also most importantly i'm trying to spend time with my family and friends who have been very supportive throughout this because we've been very busy and these people would always do everything for us so i think now it's perfect time to give back So have you lost any friends and uh, over over the years because typically thanks to academics at least I know from a CFA yeah. journey you, you tend to be sort of like an outcast uh, uh, what do you call uh, <laughs> sociopath and basically lose yeah. lot of people. Yeah know. actually the thing is we uh, we would cut down on our social events and everything but true friends always stay like you say so these people have always been always understanding and they have always uh, 
they they have always supported us. In fact, they always try to extend their bit of help wherever possible. So no, we have not uh, lost any friends. In fact, Good. now we are trying to catch up with them. And uh, be it from my university friends or my school friends, now I feel it's a perfect time to catch up with them because they are also free right now. Right. But apart from all of this, uh, when it comes to working on myself, I'm actually trying to learn some programming languages. I've always been interested in that. Um, so, like, in fact, even when I was graduating from my high school, I wanted to pursue a career in computer science. Accounting and finance was something I did not even think about getting in, but eventually I got into this and. it's 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 great seeing how these two uh, professions are actually merging these days like you know fintech everyone is talking about oh machine learning is going to take mm-hmm. uh, take over professions and other jobs but honestly i'm a very tech enthusiast person so i'm trying to develop those skills which you know these technology can't replicate and at the same time you know i can i know how to use technology in the best way and the, in the most efficient manner i can so i'm also hold i'm also attending these workshops um, these days which are being held um, on these topics so and i've also started learning these basic python coding languages in my school life i had learned java and mysql so i'm trying right. to build on these sort of coding languages because ultimately in today's time at least we being millennials we don't want to look like a caveman we want to yeah. we, we must digitally upskill ourselves because no matter what career path you choose ultimately this is the key so Yeah, interesting. You talk about you know fintech and uh, programming and Python coding because uh, like you probably heard right, asset management, AI and ML are, are, are slowly approaching. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Whether it's in detecting sentiment or picking stocks or allocating assets for a client, um, robo advisory. Um, so that's yeah. that's yeah. And if you're a finance professional with a with code, uh, what do you call programming insight uh, and knowledge. um i mean the opportunities are i think far more than just being a mere yeah. finance professional you know yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's never too late uh, even though i had not taken that as my profession but i can still learn this there's nothing that's stopping me we have access to internet and we have so many courses out there so might as well learn now that i have free time uh for me right now i'm taking a short break to relax myself uh now that i'm just i just got done with my exams but i noticed that after participating in this competition i'm always excited to learn new things so i try to make sure like i'm aware of what's happening around the world regularly and i'm also working on a couple of online courses right now in finance on topics that i find uh, pretty interesting and apart from that i have been spending time with my family like priyanka said and i'm brushing up on some of my hobbies uh like drawing cooking training and stuff but yeah i try not to overwork myself and keep myself relaxed because this year was a roller coaster but it was definitely worth it and it was an experience i'll never forget hold on did you say cooking i mean i'm just curious can you can you <laughs> dig into, into, into the cooking side of that yeah i i love to cook i like i don't cook too often but i like to you know look up on the internet or even help my mom with whatever she is cooking right. so i love to do that i love to do that and what about the drawing part yeah i'm an artist i draw and i sketch a lot so oh, yeah, we, we, we never saw this cooking and drawing side of you obviously you're <laughs> <a> talented yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. i mean i couldn't show it i couldn't show it but yeah i have that side of me too i'm working on yeah, that yeah i've seen well. 
Yeah. I've seen the drawing side of him when our lecturers uh, take our lectures and he's been drawing on our lecture sheets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That doodling is a quite demotivating for a lecturer. Yeah. yeah. I'm quite impressed by your cooking skills, Alan. Coming from a person like myself who can't even make a cup of tea, uh, <laughs> quite awe-inspiring anyway. Yeah. yeah. Right, thanks, guys. So that brings us, uh, you know, to, to the end of this particular episode. It's been a very interesting chat. Like I said, uh, for a change, having students, fresh graduates on board, getting their perspectives, their experiences, their hopes is something I always look forward to. Um, congratulations once again on winning the UAE uh, Research Challenge and making through the semifinals, which you are one of the eight out of forty-five teams, right, to make it to the yeah. EMEA yeah. finals. Thank that's you. that's really yeah. a significant achievement. Uh, I think. Thank you so much. And the history of uh, CFA Emirates, we achieved that. That's a fantastic achievement. And, uh, yeah. you know, like I said, you have your whole life ahead of you, right? Uh, further qualifications, um, internships leading to a career. I'll watch your career you know, with uh, considerable interest. Do let me know how what's happening. Uh, yeah, I, sure. I wish you all the best. And thanks again uh, for coming to the show. Thank you Thank so you much. So much. Fact, Thank you so much. Yeah. We are glad Thank you're you. here sharing experience. This podcast was brought to you by The Real Finance Mentor. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found it insightful and inspirational. If you did enjoy this episode, please drop us a review and spread the word. And be sure to check out more exclusive content on therealfinancementor.com and my LinkedIn profile, which is Binot Shankar CFA. Let's keep in touch. Just add your name to the mailing list on therealfinancementor.com and we'll tell you about new episodes, plus book reviews, upcoming events and blogs. Till the next time, onwards and upwards.